What's up, everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by DistroKid. Super stoked to have DistroKid supporting the podcast. They're the go-to for digital distribution and the easiest way for musicians to get music into Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, TikTok, YouTube, and more. They offer unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of their earnings in stores 10 to 20 times faster than any other distributor. Fastest payouts, they help out with automatic splits, cover song clearance. I really dig this company and I dig their business model that offers more features than any other distributor at the most affordable price possible for solo musicians, artists, bands, DJs, performers, and any other creators that are recording music in their home. And they also offer label services as well. The best part about DistroKid supporting the podcast is that they are offering Dan Cable Presents listeners 30% off your first year of membership, which is absolutely huge, making their already affordable memberships even cheaper. So check out the link in the episode notes. I will put that there. Or you can also find it in my link tree in my Instagram bio. Click that link and it will give you 30% off that sign up. Can't thank DistroKid enough for sponsoring the podcast. Let's start the episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 250 of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support this thing in a free way, and I know you do, you can go ahead and click subscribe on iTunes, click write a review, give the podcast five stars. That'll help propel this thing into the tops of those iTunes charts, which will give it more visibility on the national and international levels, helping strangers find the podcast. Great way to contribute to, uh, I'd say the sustainability. I feel like I usually do, but I guess it's more the growth because uh, it doesn't appear that I'm stopping doing this thing anytime soon. So uh, big thank you to everybody that keeps listening to this thing. If you've been listening for a long time, I appreciate the hell out of you. This uh, this thing is five plus years deep. It's uh, it's been a trip to to keep it going this long, and I don't know that I knew that I would uh, continue doing this for as long as I did when I first started it. I'll tell you that 250 episodes felt real far away, even 15 or 20 episodes deep into the thing, but. Uh, I'm stoked that I have stuck with this thing and uh, I've obviously done it because I love doing it and I believe in it. I believe that it's been super beneficial to my life and uh, aligning some things for myself about the things I want out of my life and and what I want to uh, what I want to do with it and how I want to spend my time and I'm just uh, I'm so stoked to be leaning even further into it 
leaving leaving the day job in a few weeks. I only have a few more weeks of my nine to five grind as I, um, you know, kind of take the plunge into this a little a little more full time and and give it more of my energy and more of my attention, which I'm super stoked to to just see how it how it grows from there and uh can't say thank you enough to some of the kind messages i've been getting from people the dms and the the emails keep those coming man those are uh those are definitely fuel the for the fire and uh you just kind of never know who is listening out there but uh like i said for you for you long time folks for you for you people that maybe been around from episode one I just can't say thank you enough and I hope that you have enjoyed the growth of this thing as much as I have and uh hopefully I'm a little bit better than I was you know 250 episodes ago or even 10 episodes ago I'm pumped for the guests that I've got coming on the show and and the people that I'm currently trying to link up with I think we've got some some great episodes ahead and uh if you're new to the the podcast, like I said, episodes coming at you every Friday, usually a conversation with uh, a musician or a band and uh, exploring all genres of things, trying to keep it pretty wide as well as the, the playlist that I've been putting out on the monthly that you can uh, check out in the episode notes. The link is there for my Spotify profile and you can uh, follow those playlists that are coming out at the, the first of every month. Also, if Spotify is your preferred place of listening, it, it is the podcast is available there as well. And that link will be in the episode notes along with the the link for the Dan Cable Presents mugs. And it's a program t-shirts that are on pre-order right now, expecting to start shipping and delivering those those t-shirts out in May. So if you're still trying to get one, check out that link. And um, I've also been dropping volumes of i dig records a series i've been doing with my cuzzo bobby and uh those have been coming out every other week usually on wednesdays and this past episode we did one of my favorite albums of all time the third eye blind self-titled album which was a, a great chat with my cousin definitely uh hit me with a lot of nostalgia and uh caused for a lot of reflection definitely one of those records that hits me with a lot of reflection and uh yeah if you if you dig deep dives on records check out some of those those episodes that we've been dropping in this feed as well and as for episode 250 the one that you have tuned into here we have the incredible flint Flossie on the podcast of the turquoise jeep collective this was an incredible chat one of my favorites in the uh, in the archive now, and uh, this dude could not have been nicer. And uh, just really appreciate him giving me some of his time and getting to learn his backstory of of how he got into music. And there's a lot of talk here of of uh, having that faith in yourself and believing in your vision, your artistic vision, when a lot of people don't, and I really enjoyed hearing Flint's experiences uh, with some of that rejection, but maintaining the belief in himself to uh, 
to continue to pursue the things that he enjoyed and, and step out of the things that weren't serving him anymore. And when he started doing that is when he started kind of finding more and more success. So I'm incredibly grateful to get to share this conversation with y'all. And if you are thinking about starting something, whether it be a podcast or a band, or you're thinking about putting music out and you're on the edge or any other artistic endeavor, just, uh, if you believe in something, give it a chance to, uh, to swim because you never know who's going to gravitate towards it and, uh, who's going to find value in it. So just get after it, go after it. And once again, just a, a big thank you to everybody that has shown love for this thing and, and supported it. I'm excited to keep having these conversations with artists and I'm excited to, to share this particular conversation. I'll put all the links in the episode notes so that you can keep up with Flint Flossie, Turquoise Jeep. If you're new to Flint Flossie and the Turquoise Jeep crew, I encourage you to check out the videos, maybe even before you listen to this conversation. At least check out a couple so that you have some context for what we're talking about on the visuals. If not, I think you'll enjoy the music either way. But uh, this dude's the real deal. He's, a, he's the complete artist and hearing about his his vision and his pursuit of it was an honor and i'm excited to check out his book that we talk about which is available now take life's lemons and make milkshakes so that link will be in the episode notes as well so keep up with all things flint flossy check out the videos check out the book check out the music and we're gonna get into this thing episode 250 Flint Flossie on the program, and we're going to kick it off with the Turquoise Jeep classic. It's called Treat Me Like a Pirate, featuring Whatchamacallit with Flint Flossie and Young Hummer. Let's do the damn thing. So I think she kinda snooty. I don't really care. I just wanna see her nudie. Captain Floors hit a pillage and plunder. Uh-huh. I'm in for that booty, then I'm going down under. That's got my long sword, not to kill, but to pleasure. Deep sea diving, searching for her treasure. Oh, I'm, I'm a debonair, bucking it with no fear. Uh-huh. I want what I want. Right now, give it here. Uh-huh. Hey, you with the stretchy pants, color lavender. Come here yeah. to the floor, girl. Let me see your rear. Yeah. Like, there she blows. There she blows. Mm-hmm. And when I 
when I bomb it, I'ma make the whole thing flip. And when I sink it, I'm gonna thank her. When she's my first mate, packing hard on my anchor. I'm a pirate, but slaying is my game of trade. I'm in the deep sea searching for a mermaid. When I find her, she's gonna be my cannon. And we gon' battle till I am the last one standing. Now, 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 are you ready to be my little lady? I don't like using swords cause I'm thick like a machete. Don't, don't, don't wanna get you seasick, so you need to keep it steady. When my missiles hit, you gonna change your name to one I betty. That she blows, that she blows. Walk the plank, hey. go grab your toes. Show me your treasure, let me smack your barrel. I wanna feel your juices seeping through my bones. Treat me like a pirate and give me that. Treat me like a pirate and give me that booty. Treat me like a pirate and treat me like a pirate and treat me like a pirate and give me that booty. Treat me like a pirate and give me that booty. Treat me like a pirate and give me that Smart the spot to the thing, that's a fact Cause once I find that treasure, your booty I'ma measure Then we set sail to my bed, call me club now, now, now tell me how you living, my future misgivings Her thighs so thick she kicks mules for a living See I rap and I sing for my team, Michael Bivens Never trust in a booty or a smile, that's a given I, 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 I sail at seven seas because I never stop her That trust is so big it fits in Davy Jones' locker When you board my ship, I got a no-hand salute I hope you don't mind, I'm in my birthday suit she blows, walk the plank, touch your toes, show me your treasure, you do whatever, only you can do it better, just treat me like a pirate and give me that booty, treat me like a pirate and give me that Flint Flossy. What's the word? How you feeling? Dan the man, what's the word with you? Not much, man. I'm stoked to uh, have the opportunity to chat with you, dude. I'm honored. I'm honored. I appreciate the love, man. How you feeling? Uh, Feeling good. Feeling good. Right, right, right. How are you? You know, working hard, man. Working hard as I usually do, you know what I mean? Yeah. But blessed. You know, it's always a good thing to wake up, you know what I mean? It's a blessed, blessed feeling. It is, man. I think you... Uh, you know, that's an easier thing to understand over time as you get older. That's true. That's true, man. It's definitely definito, man. You know, it's uh, it's not under easy to understand that usually as a as a younger person when yeah, you know oh, people oh. people are telling you that life's gonna pass you by and uh, you know, <laughs> cherish cherish the uh, the early days when you don't have as many responsibilities, maybe. Right, right. It's yeah, especially uh, mainly with all this wildness going on in this on this world man you know what i mean so yeah for sure a lot of a lot of craziness man so you know you got to count your blessings absolutely right yeah man i i was i was just kind of i was thinking about before we got on what i wanted to talk to you about because definitely a big fan of your music and and the the turquoise jeep collective that i got turned on to um Maybe maybe a little later than than some, you know. Um, it's all good, you know. Better better late than never, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, my buddy Ryan Amato turned me on to your your stuff and showed me 
show me all the videos and whatnot and uh just okay. been, shout out to ryan yeah absolutely <laughs> he if without ryan i wouldn't be doing this with you probably, hey man so. shout out to the homie ryan man. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i was uh ever since then i've just been been following what you what you do and whatnot and i was kind of thinking about the music that i enjoy and right, although right. i have always really enjoyed music with you know heavy content whether it be like some sad boy shit or right or whatever right. i've also from a young age been really into stuff with a comedic angle maybe like those uh those early adam sandler albums right stuff, right, right stuff right, like right, that right. so right. i guess what i'm curious about most is just like where does this all derived from for you you know where where do you uh jump into music and and where does uh where does the the comedy elements play into it yeah it's like that's the thing you know we don't have a i never actually you know i'm not the type to put myself in a box so i was never big on labels you know so i wouldn't like people always were always trying to decipher trying to figure out are you, you know is it comedy is it satire like no i'm just creating i'm just an artist you know so at the end of the day is as long as i evoke that emotion you know whatever it be whatever you uh whether you you know it it makes you think whether it makes you you know laugh cry dance then i did my job you know uh so it was never like a for me it's never like a specific feeling i'm trying to evoke i just like the fact that I just I just like the fact that a, a feeling easy vote, you know? Yeah. And I, I think you really maybe start kind of flexing that type of stuff on, you know, maybe your most recent record, like something like Perplexed Portrait, you know? Right, when right. You, you're diving into some like real self-reflective shit on some of, some of those tracks. Right, right. So that's what it is, man. So, uh, and, and, you know, I, I, I'm very... I've always been, you know, I had an unorthodox style and it's hard for people to define me. So a lot of times when they can't define you, they try to put you in a box. So that's why, you know, sometimes you'll hear something from me and maybe a dance track and maybe, uh, you know, uh, have a jovial kind of feel. Then you may have something that's like, uh, wait a minute, this kind of make me think or something that's a little more, you know, relevant. Something that's more, you know, uh, just... Yeah, the relevant to what you got going on in your in your life, something you could relate to. You know, I just like the I like to hop around. Yeah. You know, so I don't have like a specific label on. Yeah, really like exploring the the full range of human emotions. Right, right. I'm just a, you know I'm artsy fartsy man. <laughs> but like, did that come from a young age for you? Yeah, yeah. Uh. I have a lot of that in my book. Shout out to my book, Turn Lights, Lemons, and a Milkshake. Yeah, Check I definitely want to dive Amazon. into some of that, too. I've, I've, that, that's another thing I want to talk to you heavy about, for oh, sure. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. But definitely, um, yeah, I've always been that kind of kid, uh, the extra creative type, you know? Um, I grew up in the hood. I'm from the Bronx, New York. So when people was um, into, uh, you know, nefarious activities, <laughs> I was the type to... You know, I'd be dancing and, you know, I, I'd be like, uh, you know, I had, a, I had, 
if people were, you know, robbing and, and, and stealing, if the home is doing something wild, you know, I was like, no, I'm just gonna, I'll be at the party. You know, I was a party animal. You know what I mean? Like, I was a dude with the girls. I was gliding. I was moonwalking. I wasn't trying to get too involved with, um, you know, those kind of activities, you know, growing up in the hood. It's kind of hard to avoid it. So that a lot of times me being creative was my escape. Yeah. Were you writing down lyrics from a pretty young age or, or doing some sort writing, of rapping or singing? Yeah, you know, I was I was writing down lyrics. I was always, you know, um, I was big on melodies. I was always creating my own songs in my head. I had a little um, I remember I had this little yellow and and yellow, white and red. Uh, play schools like the you know them talkbacks you know what I mean oh, yeah. them recorders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to have songs for days on that thing, man. So yeah, uh, just I was just that kind of kid that was just always experimenting and just you know just just explore my 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 creative side in, in any way I can, any form, you know, whether it be dance, whether it be you know songs, whether it be you know, drawing, like I was just that type, you know? Yeah. I think that's like pretty reflective of, of your body of work this far too. You know, like it feels like some sort of complete package to me, you know, like when I see one of your videos, I'm thinking like, Oh, this dude had to have like a heavy hand in, in all of the, you know, the creative direction for this stuff. You get it, Dan. And the man, you get it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely. I, I I actually edit all the videos. Okay. So I'll, yeah, I'll you know if it's not me in front of the camera, then it's me behind it and shooting it. Then I edit it. So yeah, and that's another thing that's really cathartic for me. You know, it's just like when I'm in that edit bay. You know, I'm just I'm, I'm on my um, you know, on my my editing uh, uh software. You know, on that on my laptop. And just, I saw a lot of times, you know, when you see those images, they're, you know, from my brain. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like me telling the editor, okay, I need you to, I needed to come out like this, you know? It's yeah. really like me having my hand on it. So it's kind of, um, I kind of compare it to, you know, a Picasso paint, you know? Picasso, it's like Picasso can't. It's it, it's easier. You really get the rawness of it when Picasso has his hands on the canvas. You know what I mean? Yeah, as absolutely, to man. Someone translating, you know. Yeah, and I think you know, as the as we we head further deeper into the the modern age, I feel like it's uh, like more artists are seem to do have like a hands on, you know process with kind of more and more of that stuff right 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 like that's got to increase your attachment to the project too knowing that you know you didn't just like conceptualize this song but then you're in the edit bay you know really tweaking with it or you're developing the artwork for it you know you know it's crazy yes and no um all my, my the way my brain works and the way my my um work ethic is it's like i'll be attached at that moment but when i'm done i just move on 
I just crank them out. I was like, man, how you finish those motherfuckers so fast? Can I curse my bad? Yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. It's a, oh, yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. This is a podcast, man. You say what you will. Okay, okay, cool. People like, man, how you finish that shit so fast, man? I'll be like, I didn't pay attention to views or nothing. I'll be like, all right, it's out. Then I'll be like, all right, on to the next one. Yeah. You know, so it's an attachment because, of course, it's my work and it's, you know, each project is, you know, um, you know, my, my baby in a sense. Uh, so, of course, you have that attachment, but at the same time, I just crank them out. So, and that's a lot of time when people ask me my their advice, you know, my advice on certain on projects and things of that nature. I'm just like, you know, it's better just to have it, just to get it out your head, just to have it out. Because a lot of times you realize the biggest critics are the ones that won't do shit. You know what I mean? They're sitting on their ass and, and talk and just just always judgmental. Yeah. And it's better just to if someone judge if someone, you know, judges your work, it is what it is. At least you produced. Right. At least it's at least it's out there. So I just tell people, man, I, I just me personally, and you know, I'm not judging anybody's um, you know, uh process, but at the same time, I can't stand sitting on projects for a long period of time. That's just me personally. I gotta get that out. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So that's kind of, I guess, that contributes to my work ethic. You know? Would you say maybe you, um, you don't like dwell on the perfectionism then? Maybe of yeah, a of a thing. It, it's it's crazy because I am a perfectionist, but I'm just self aware. Sometimes you got to be cognizant of the fact that you can't. It's gonna hold you back. So. You know, I, I, I'm able to, ca- I have that switch, that inner switch to, able to, to be able to catch myself. But like, okay, all right, motherfucker, don't concentrate on this too long. Get it out. <laughs> and, you know, it, nothing's going to be perfect in your eyes. So a lot of times what I, the way, the scale I use is, you know, if I can watch it without cringing, because, you know, as a, especially as an editor and, a, a, you know, artist and, you can see, you can hear those little minor, you know, you can see those mistakes and those, you know, those, it's like, dang, I should have, I hope no one sees that, you know? Yeah. So as long as I don't cringe, we're like, fuck, dang, <laughs> the big piece of green screen right there, shit. <laughs> as long as I don't cringe like that, I'm like, okay, cool. Because a lot of times, if you think your work is, you know, it's, it's cool. Then to the average person, they may say, oh, this shit is amazing, you know? Right. Because they're not seeing all the mistakes that you make. For sure. And they don't, since they're seeing that edited form too, they're never never seeing the mistakes that were in there either. Right, right, right. You know, they're not, you know, you're your biggest critic, you know? Yeah, for sure. Now, I've even noticed that over the, over the last year or so, especially since pandemic went down, mm-hmm. um, I used to have somebody, I would just kind of record these conversations. I would send right. my buddy Mike all the pieces and he would put to get like he knew the formula of just putting it together. There was right. no real editing to the thing. And there still really isn't conversation wise any editing right. done. But like because of like Zoom and, and that type of technology, sometimes there's like awkward delays and you want to make the thing feel like, 
it was a conversation that right right you want you want it fluid yeah. yeah you know that's an exception right yeah for sure or like you know maybe maybe i one of us talks over each other because there's that delay and right. you know i can just cut one of us out so people don't have right. to hear that part so they can enjoy Man. the conversation as much as possible but even listening back to you know shit like that where i'm mulling over like a two-second clip making sure the transition is just right. You know, it's, right, like, right. it's just like, yo, like, oh, nobody gives a fuck about this except fuck. you. <laughs> You're like, oh, I hear that train in the back. Shit. You're like, <laughs> you let it, you let, I, I always, I'm the type of person to, um, I have a consensus, you know, I have a, I have a, a, a you know, a group of friends that I, I let, I send it out to them. I'm like, All right. Tell me what y'all think. Yeah. Yeah. You see anything, you hear anything, and you have to be able to, you know, take criticism because everyone besides you is your audience, you know? So I'm the type of person that there has to be a happy medium. It's like, okay, as an artist, I'm like, as long as I'm happy with it, you know? But at the same time, as an artist, you are putting it out there to for other people to 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 entertain or whatever it may be for other people to view it, you know? So there has to be that 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 middle ground for you to be satisfied and they to be satisfied. As long as I find that little quick that that good middle ground, I'm straight. So when I send it to them and I may hear I may see some bullshit and they don't see it, I'll be like, oh, they be like, I didn't see it. You good, Florida. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm straight. I keep the party going. You know, I don't because it you gonna it's as a perfectionist, man, you will kill yourself, man. It's like, it is the worst. You're like, yeah. ah! <laughs> <laughs> and you always want to, like, send those them those tracks with, like, some notes in there. Like, I know the yeah. second verse on this part is already fucked up. Yeah. You're already, like, giving them reasons to, like, think about shit critically. <laughs> right. That's that, Yeah, that's the worst thing you can do. Right. You'd be like, all right, I know over here... uh, you know, this shot right here, you can see some shit, but what about, you like, you're like, if you didn't tell me, I wouldn't have seen it. Like, oh, good point. You know, so. Yeah. Are you, like, before sending something off to, you know, maybe that, that committee? Uh-huh, right. Are you usually pretty, uh, you hold your projects, like, pretty tightly to yourself, or are you usually working on them uh, solo? Uh... You mean as far as editing or like the, just the process in itself? Uh, just the, you know, maybe overall, whether it's oh, the no, music overall, or, the, oh, or the, the the video making. Oh, no. Overall, you know, I definitely, you know, get the team of all, you know, um, uh, my engineers and, you know, my, 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 my bros, you know, and my, my homegirls, you know, definitely within that process because you don't want to go through, you know, even though a lot of costs, in a sense, are cut because, you know, it's in-house, same time, time is money, you know? So you don't want to finish a project like, well, I'm done. They'll be like, uh, motherfucker. So on the way, throughout the throughout the process, I definitely, you know, inquire minds, um, you know, suggestions and everything. I'm always, if ask any, you know, anybody will tell you, I'm always open to suggestions and you know, but there has to, there also has to be that, that, um, you know, you have to put it through that filter where it's that mental filter where it's like, all right, you can't listen to every single thing. You know, you have to listen like all, all my people's I already know is constructive criticism. Yeah. But certain times you may be trying to, you may be trying to, you have a vision for it, 
that everybody may not totally grasp until the completed project. So you just have to keep that in mind. So I keep that in mind. And then on the way, you know, okay, you know, boom, they'll check it out. Okay, what you think about here? But if, for instance, if I have a video that I'm almost, almost completed, I'm not going to show, I'm not going to send it out with a bunch of black spots, you know, with a bunch of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to at least fill it in, you know, because they'll, you know, people won't, they won't understand what's supposed to be in that spot. Like, ah, you got a bunch of blanks, motherfucker. Like, ah. <laughs> It's not supposed to be there. You have to use your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so. Yeah. And and as far as that vision, man, like when you started making music or, you know, writing writing bars or whatever, did do you feel like whatever you were doing creatively, you you saw a picture for it in some form? Yeah. Yeah, in some form, definitely. Um, you you know, you always got to visual. I always have like, you know, I always, you know, visualize where I'm trying to go with it. And, you know, as long as I complete it to as close as, you know, as possible to that end all, to that ultimate vision, then I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty content, you know. Um, I don't ever get married to... A particular, you know, to, I mean, you know, there's, there may be certain instances where you're trying to evoke emotion, like, nah, I need to get, I'm trying to, trying to get this feeling out of this piece. But I'm, not, that's one thing I tell, you know, people too, like, you don't be afraid for it to go, you know, another direction and it may work. You know, you have to be open minded. You know, some people are just so, so had such tunnel vision is good to an extent, you know? Right. Um, you know, have your vision, your ultimate vision, cool for that particular piece, but don't be afraid for it to go another direction because it could be even better. That's how I look at it. Yeah, for sure. I, I, that's just like, I guess, part of learning how to get out of your own way and right, learning right. that like, yeah, you may have had like the uh, the core idea for this thing, but right. it's also possible that to to serve it in its best way or like make it the, the best possible thing it can be. Like maybe someone else's idea is what steers it in that direction. Exactly. You know, and I tell, you know, ego and pride are the biggest will close more doors and open them in. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, yeah. Well said. <laughs> well said. <dude. laughs> it will, it will, it will. Yeah. You got to have, you know, that confidence, to the point where, you know, where it's like you have that confidence in yourself where you know you're going to achieve and nobody's going to tell you shit. Like, all right, you know, people can't down you. Like, nah, it's not going to work. Because if I always listen to people tell me something's going to work, not something's not going to work, then I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done a lot, you know? Um, but at the same time, it's about everything is about that yin and yang, that balance, man. Everything is about that balance because it's like you still don't want to you don't want to be have that. That, you know, that that confidence to the point where you're overconfident and it kind of seeps into being egocentric or prideful, you know? Yeah. And once you do that, it's like that's when you're not listening to nothing. Like, nah, it's not my idea. <laughs> if it's not my idea. I don't want it. <laughs> no. 
No, motherfucker. It gotta be me, me, me. Like those motherfuckers that will, will you know, will not, you know, succeed. Not necessarily not succeed. I want to say it, but just not reach that particular point that they're trying to obtain. You know, um, there's been times where I think something's hot, and I let my I let my bro slice or wash your hair, and I'll be like, they'd be like, you should tweak that right there, I'd be like. Oh, but this right here, man, it's in my, I feel it in my bones, man. I feel it. They're like, uh, but this right here, I think you should switch that up. You should change that. You should you probably dip, try another flow for that particular verse. But all right, motherfucker. And then I do it like, oh, this is even better. You, y'all all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's like that patience and uh, learning how to, uh, you know, put the ego aside, that stuff that came oh, yeah, with time definitely. for you and like just experiences of putting your shit out i've always been i mean for you know from what i've been told i've always been a humble cat you know um you know uh, ego has never been like a, a a you know factor for me, you know i mean all everyone is guilty to a certain extent but it was never any if anything it was nothing you know, any anything malicious. It was more so maybe like a an artist is an artist. You may have a vision. You may be stubborn in your creativity, but when it comes to like being egotistical and you know, pride, nah, that was never a, a thing, a big thing for me. You know. Yeah. And as far as as far as uh, like maybe maybe the early stuff being just pretty fun and upbeat and whatnot. Right, right, Do you right, think right. that that is, uh, you know, maybe attributed to, to gr- growing up where you did and trying to like maintain that, that positivity and, uh, just like expressing yourself in yeah, fun ways like, rather than like, you know, getting caught up in it. Like you were talking about. Right, right. I think it was more so like, because initially like my earlier in my earlier stages, I was directing for a lot of independent artists. So while I was directing, while I was shooting a lot of music videos for independent artists, you know, you're being, you got your, you know, you're getting your creativity rocking, but at the same time, you know, you you still have to uh, appease that the artists, you know, they still have to be happy with the product, you know. So they're still the client. So my, while I was doing a lot of art videos for artists, it was like one day I said, man, fuck it. I'm just going to do something. For my, I'm just going to do something for myself, man. You know, and that's where it came from. It came from me. Not it came from that completive, complete creative freedom, like not giving a fuck. You know, and it kind of came from, you know, a lot of struggles I had, trials and tribulations and, you know, dealing with. Cause a lot of clients I was dealing with, man, they was just on some bullshit, man. I just needed, I needed something cathartic. <laughs> you know, I yeah. was like, all right, let me just need something. So I really started when I started doing those early stages was really like me saying, fuck it. <laughs> really? Like if a dolphin pop out, I don't care <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> if it don't make sense, I don't give a fuck. And a lot of times people sense that authenticity, you know? And like even my work now, it's just all authentic. It's just me as an artist, it's me growing. You know, you go through growing pains. You you feel one way. I'm make a song about it, video about it. You feel another way. You know, I just kind of just go with, just kind of follow what my emotions are at that particular time. You know. 
but my own flair. If you listen to my album, it all it may be a lot of maybe a roller coaster, but it all has my 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 stamp on it. You know, absolutely, yeah, definitely, man. Um, when did you get curious in picking up the camera? Shoot, man, I got curious picking up the camera. Well, I've always been I've always been a in the film, and but I was my 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 goal my complete my my main goal and my main concentration was was dancing i was you know i was trying i was choreographing i was you know trying to you know this background dance and all that i was i came here and know a lot you know yeah they can kiss my ass but anyway <laughs> so but um this this i say my junior year in college like this film festival, and I started working with them, shout out to Campus Movie Fest. Uh, they came out <clears throat> and they introduced me to film. So it was like, you know, you can make a five minute project. Uh, how's it, it went about, okay, you can make a five minute film and we'll give you all the equipment. All right. And I was like, okay, so I was like, I'm, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. So I did it. And I seen when I completed it, it was my first time editing, my first time shooting, and I just really just took everything I, I, I've learned, you know, dancing, choreographing, and I put it into, you know, into film, into, you know, this short film. I did it, and I just seen, I seen the audience's reaction, and right there, it, I fell in love because it was like, wow, this is all for my brain, and however I want the audience to feel, I could manipulate that. I could, you know, I could, I could, yeah, evoke that, I could manipulate that. So I was like, that's crazy. Like if I write something and I bring it to life on screen and say it's like, I want people to laugh or I want people to, to, to just, you know, be pensive, just have that, just be in deep thought. Then I could just do that. And it was like, it was kind of like a rush. It was like, wow, it's kind of, it was, it was kind of, it was more, it was, equivalent to me being on stage you know dancing and hearing people scream and shit you know what i mean like i was doing so i was like wow it's like a whole nother love and from there you know i just really started to you know edit you know do a lot of uh, uh graphic work for people and and um yeah shoot videos and you know it's just it kind of snowballed from there yeah so you had some pretty good knowledge of it rolling into the turquoise jeep era yeah, things and right, like right. knew that you could you know you could put together all these productions you didn't need yeah. someone else to do that part which is huge exactly because a lot of times that's where the cost is the production <laughs> you know, yeah the production is everything they're like, you know? uh you know because you there'll be people shooting videos they'll shoot i mean they'll record a million albums like man They'll shoot one video like how I'm gonna how how I'm gonna do this. You know, they'll be like, ah, oh, I could only afford one video. And I'm like, wow, I can cut out the middleman, do all this shit in-house. So that's where it went. And that's how the videos were so consistent. That's how they kept cranking them out, cranking them out. That's how I kept cranking them out, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, then- because that is the biggest visual, yeah, because you know, because I was getting, you know, big bucks from people and just doing it, you know? So I was just doing it for myself this time and, and the homies and the team, you know? Yeah. So it worked out. 
then I would, you know, then you're really putting your, your vision on, on film, I guess. Cause you're not like just directing a video for someone else's idea or song or film. See, you get it, Dan. Dan, you the man. You get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, that was it right there. Cause it was like, okay, um, I don't have to answer to a client or something yeah. like that. You know, it was just like, okay, whatever the hell is in my head, I'm gonna put it out there. Yeah. And and, and yeah, that's that's essentially that's how it happened. With that it's just snowballed from there. So I definitely had had uh, you know, knowledge you know, how to shoot it and how to get this kind of, this feeling and, you know what I mean? Like, and and the people initially were like, man, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> you're like introducing. I, I loved it. You're fucking, were you like out there introducing storyboards to, to shit? You said what? Were you, uh, you know, like using storyboards and whatnot, these ideas man, and stuff, you like know, just what's, what's, fully what's, deep into it? What not not necessarily, and that was the part where I was like, "Fuck it," you know, because a lot of times I had to put the treatment together for for the artist, had to pitch it, you know, um, get the response, do you like it or not, you know, going back and forth. This one I was shooting a lot of it from my hip, yeah, okay. and I, of course you'll have, um, of course I have like an an idea of where I wanted to go, like the storyboard, storyline, storyline, and you know, but uh, just for also, I'm just to put it just quick note. I'm a terrible. My storyboards look. If you look at my Patreon, <laughs> flaws cast the Patreon. Go check that out. But link will um, be in the episode I, notes. I, so follow it. Right, up. <laughs> right, right. So I have you know pictures of my um, storyboards. Fucking terrible, man. Like a, <laughs> like a damn kindergartner. But anyway, <laughs> but. I just know what I'm trying to, I know I'm, I know what I'm trying to, um, you know, I know the ultimate vision, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so by the, by the time you got into your own shit, like you were, you were kind of like free as fuck. Like you're talking about like shooting, shooting from the hip and you're not like really worried about pleasing some client. Nah. And you're just exploring your like, whatever you're feeling in that moment or like whatever your vision is. Right. I didn't give a rootin' tootin' scootin'. I was like, (laughs) listen, man, I'm just going to do this put this out you know okay. what i'm saying and then i had uh and it is you know i was just blessed to be around people who's on the same page you know just you know artists and you know my bros to be on the same page and be like all right cool fuck it all right put it out see what happens and then all of a sudden it was like oh yeah a couple thousand a couple million and it was like well what what the hell like, right right <laughs> right yeah talk to me about um just how the the turquoise jeep collective form um, again, it was more so, you know, uh, me having this vision of, of, you know, just, just being completely, you know, creative, creative expression to his, to, to his fullest, you know, just if it's unorthodox, who gives a damn, you know, and I had this idea, you know, um, I approached my bro, what you with it? He was like, First, he looked at me like I was crazy as cat shit. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, he was like, all right, let's roll with it. You know, and then a lot of time, and then what it was is really, if you know me, man, I'm a, I'm a sucker for talent. I'm a sucker for, you know, um, yeah, just just people who I think are dope. Yeah. Know? So on, on the way, it was just 
me, you know, old, you know, friends from old from different productions, or I may have met one person doing a video shoot, and you know, I may have heard them sing a note here and there, and I could just I could hear that talent. You know, that's a lot of things. That's that's a that's a gift in itself, too. It's like just spotting talent. You know, you could kind of hear someone, you could, you could kind of I could hear a a, a a janitor, you know, just kind of sweeping down the hallway. And he kind of whistles a certain way. I'm like, wait a minute, that whistle right there got a little. I could picture that whistle with some harmonies. That's a motherfucking hook. Hell yeah. <laughs> and and I'm the kind of person I don't. I like to give people their flowers while they smell them. You know, while they can smell them. I, I I'll tell people like, yo, you're dope, dude. Like, I got an idea, and I'm not the kind of person with, oh, you got to have this amount of followers. You got to be. I don't give a fuck if you dope. You dope. You know. Yeah. Real so recognizes real. Real recognize real, Dan the man. You the man. You get it, Dan. You get it. You know what I mean? So I was just kind of just peeking up, just kind of just people I connected with on the way, you know, and just presenting presenting with the with, with my vision and just went from there. Yeah, man. I feel like that's like just such a maybe a huge part of the process of an artist or a creative, like when you pursue it, like deeper and deeper into your life is like you just like fiend to maybe kind of be around these other people that are doing dope shit too right oh man that is the biggest that right there and that's crazy i, I had a i had an episode on my, on my flaws cast my podcast about that like that is the biggest biggest thing like when you're pursuing your dream you're pursuing your vision your passions your goals it is vital to be around people that's on the same page and not feeling you have to force people to be a part of your vision. I learned that. Like, if you have to force motherfuckers, force somebody to be like, if if if, if Dan, if Dan got his podcast cracking, and you got a co-host that's like, man, you like, okay, I really I know this dude could be a dope co-host, man. This dude could be an amazing co-host. Yeah. Right? And you always asking him. Wednesday come and hey, you come. Yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. Thursday, all right. But in your heart, you know how dope they per- that person is. How dope they'll be as far as complimentary to you. Right. If they not feeling it, man, leave that shit alone, man. Because right there, because you're gonna bring out that brings out the worst out of people a lot of times. Because it's like they may feel they could be doing something else, or it's not their passion. So anything that. You know, anything that goes away, it may be looking at you like, oh, Dan, I'm not even trying to be here. Dan. Yeah, yeah like- <laughs> for sure, man. No, you got to have people involved that want to be there. Yeah, they got to. You know, you can't force people to, 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 to share your passion, man. Yeah. And again, like, as you get older, I think that it, the, you know, it becomes key to the hang and right. like being in the same room as that person if, if that's like how it's going down. But even, you know, maybe doing something more digitally over the computer, you still have to communicate with this person. So Yeah, because if their heart is not in it, if you if Dan got his podcast cracking, you wanna you want and so you looking for a co-host, you want somebody that wants to be a co-host. If you got if you got a film, shooting a film, you know, if I'm shooting a film, I got I'm gonna search for people that wanna be a act that want to be actors and actresses. For sure. You know? yeah. Instead of cause before I would just my I used to always think of my heart, you know, so I would just be like, 
if I just see someone on the street like, oh, you, marvelous, you, a star, you're a star, you know, I would do what I can uh, to create that environment for them and, you know, hopefully and hopefully they'll learn to fall in love with it. But that was just because I believed in them so much. But that's not always good. If they're not trying to do it, man, they're not trying to do it. They right. want to leave that alone because you're going to give yourself a headache, you know? Yeah, for sure. I recently uh, had the producer Eloquent on the podcast. Right. Um, killer producer out of Canada. And he was talking okay. about how he would, <laughs> he would hate to know that's that a rapper or a singer just took a paycheck to do a feature on his song without like actually really being into the track, you know, cause if right, he finds right, that right. out, he has to like live with that forever knowing that like that person wasn't really into this thing that, that I right. created that we created together, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, dude, what was it? like for you to see all that that success happen like around the videos especially like let me smake it like that that shit just like caught that fire and, and we're talking yeah. like pretty early youtube days like youtube was only around yeah. for like four or five years at that point so like viral shit Definitely. was still kind of new right yeah no it was it was and you know that's crazy i didn't realize how how early in the youtube days it was until yeah, i actually i really went to I went to the YouTube office in New York, um, and I was I was in I was in the YouTube office, and they were acting like I was Prince or something. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you were the one of the early like me. <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, I was like, oh, okay, thank you, thank you, boy. They were showing me my respect. So much love to them. That false loves ladies and relations. Love it. Call me Marathon, my Jimmy Run Long. Call me Schwarzenegger, my sex game strong. I smang it Tarantino from dusk till dawn. I smang it everywhere from the bed to the lawn. Let me smang it, girl. Smash it in, bed. Let me smang it, girl. Smash it in, bed. Let me smang it, girl. Smash it in, bed. The way I work that kitty gonna make your heart sad. Let me smang it, girl. Smash it in, bed. Let me smang it, girl. Smash it in, bed. Let me smang it, girl. Smash it in, bed. It was, it was surreal, man. It was surreal, but at the same time, I just knew that this is something I couldn't take for granted. Because for the first time, it's like people, even if it's in a different form, is seeing my work, you know? And then also experiencing other people that I think, because it ain't it ain't no fun that the homies can't have none, you know what I mean? Also experiencing like other dope artists, you know? So it was like the perfect, the perfect amalgamation of dang, just just everything. Just like, you know, I'm I'm sure, you know, my music, uh, my videos, and then, you know, then later I came, you know, people realized, oh, this motherfucker could dance, and then my performing and then producing, and it was like, it just was just dope, man. You know, so it I just knew it was a moment <clears throat> where I was very self-aware, like, okay. This is something I can't take for granted. So, but because for the longest, you know, it, it, I always had to create my own paths because I was the king of king of rejection, man. I was, man, no was like I thought that was my first name. Like, God damn, like, <laughs> can I get something, motherfucker? Like, it was always no, no. Yeah. yeah, you don't have the look, or you don't have the. Oh, this is a little too. So it was the first time I was like, wow, 
it worked. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it was like that's why I have a special connection with my fans because it's like, yo, I was always hearing no, you know. So this was like it was surreal. It was like, wow, it's like okay. And then people that told me that I heard no from was you know always playing me back, playing me from behind, playing me you know <laughs> the back. You know what I'm saying? Come out of, of nowhere, course, like. Man. Yeah, you know, you know, you know how it is, Dan. They pop up. What's up, Floss? Hey, baby. Hey, look, I always knew. Yeah, I man. always knew. It's what like, yeah. ain't no shit. Like, hey, it's like when you get a new girlfriend and all the ex girlfriends come out of the woodwork with the texts. Like, hey, I don't understand. It's like I a few days knew. into the relationship, and you know, maybe a few weeks, and and the woodwork out they come. I don't know. It's <laughs> like they get. It's like this. It's like they get the spiritual email. So I'm like. <laughs> Like Dan got some new yeah, Dan got a new chick. It's like I don't understand. Like so, people were popping out the woodwork. Like because initially they were playing me like a fiddle. Yeah. And then you know people just popping up. Oh man, this is genius. Like oh now it's just, okay for sure. <laughs> you know, but and you know and and the thing is like I still haven't. You know, it's like you. you, you I just know there's so much more left. You know. Still haven't reached my peak, you know what I mean? So even at that level, I was like, wow. Um, it was like, oh, it, okay, this is how it is. Like, okay, the drink yeah. feels like this. Okay, I understand now. But but a lot of bullshit comes with it too. That's what I learned. Like, oh, okay. Right. You know, people come out the blue, like, hey, hey man, you know, <laughs> that was really my idea. Like, what? <laughs> Motherfucker, I seen you once at the Starbucks, man. What you talking about? <laughs> you know what you mean so, the idea I talked to you about and you shot down? Right, and you shot it down. Yeah, man, dude. you know, you know, I was playing with you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got production companies coming for you, trying to set up deals. And you're just man, like, no, I, know the, I know how to make these videos myself. Actually, you know, you know the game, man. You know the game. So it definitely, it definitely, I was already, you know at a humble state, but it humbles you even more where it's like, first of all, don't ever act like you're on a high horse because you don't ever know when to go up or down, you know, because it's in a roller coaster. But, yeah. um, but that was never in my, that was never in my, my spirit anyway. But two, it's just like, it just shows you like the, the things people say, like you hear on uh, behind the music and all these, you know, these, these stars, you know, all these behind yeah. his, how these people are people winning the lotto out the blue. And they said, and you know, you always think like, nah, that couldn't happen. No, nah, that shit happens. Motherfuckers will pop out like Groundhog's Day, like little mole, <laughs> little, just pop out the blue. So, yeah. So definitely learn, you learn a lot. I learned a lot. For sure. I would, um, did it like really allow you to like up your production game though? You know, experiencing that that success and maybe being able to like tap into some other gear and stuff that you like, oh yeah oh, took no, things definitely. to the next level as well. Definito, man, definito. Um, I was definitely because the thing about it is like I finally had. Of course, every artist is gonna say they create for themselves, which is true. You know, it, it's definitely true. But let's be real, we're showsmen at the end of the day. So the fact that I know I had an audience, it makes you like, okay, so I know people are going to see this if I do it. So you don't feel like, 
you know, because sometimes we, you know, as artists, you go through these moments, you feel like, man, am I wasting my damn time? Anybody seeing this shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how, you know, uh, when I was doing a lot of artists, uh, music videos for artists, I get paid, but I, you know, they wouldn't promote it and stuff. You know, at the end of the day, you're a director. So, you know, work for hire. My work is done. I got my money. Yeah. But you still want people to see it. Right. It kind of, and it kind of fuck with you. You go on YouTube and it's like 20 views, like 20. <laughs> You're like, God, 20 views. So when I started seeing, like, I remember when, when uh, first video what was like stretchy pants. When it hit a thousand, I was tripping over a thousand. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, like, was ever, I was like, yo. And then it was 12,000. I was, man, I was on top of the world. And when I started seeing millions of shit, like, oh shit. So it definitely makes you, like, you back to your question, it makes you up your game because it just makes you more. It makes you more, you know, involved in your art because you know you have an audience, and that's right. like a that's a that's a definitely so that's a dope feeling, you know. You get some fucking validation to fuel the fire. Yeah, it's just like you know, even if somebody says they don't like it or not, you just the fact that there, you know, the fact that I can write a book and people gonna read it, or yeah. I could do a podcast and someone gonna listen, or I could do a video and someone's gonna watch it. You know, it's like. That's a that's a inexplicable. It's 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 a priceless feeling, you know. Yeah. So I don't ever take that for granted. So of course it makes you like, all right, boom, I'm about to get me on. I'm about to shoot this in 4K. All right, I'm about to get this kind of program. All right, cool. All right, I got some for that ass next. Oh, I got some for that ass. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's uh, it's it's cool when shit like that happens. No, for and sure. It's for dope sure. that like you. I don't know. You had that uh, that faith in yourself. Like I'm just gonna keep making shit. These yeah. these people these people are just you know they're missing it. Right. Yeah. He's got to say that's that's and this that's, that's what it was. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep making because I felt it was therapy. It was like wow. I was like okay. I didn't have to answer no one. I you know was first one was like stretchy pants, and it was then shut your mouth. It was like. I know it didn't make people was looking at like what the fuck am I looking at? But that was all in my brain. That was all right. I just wanted to get it out because it was like who else? I didn't. I never. I didn't have an opportunity with other artists to do that. You know, right? Picture me shooting a video like Stretchy Pants for another artist. They'd be like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> like who directed you know? this? <laughs> who directed this? You know what I mean? So that was that was just me, just really like just releasing, you know, uh, yeah. it was just so much bullshit I was going through at that time too, with, you know, different artists and stuff Yeah, that was, that was shooting for. It's just, yeah, it's, it's dope when you like, you, you like truly put out like something authentic, like you're talking about. And right. that's what puts you like in the zeitgeist, man. Right, right, <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't none, it was not, not, no nepotism, nothing like that. It was all organic. I didn't know someone that knew someone that knew someone. It was all pure or, you know, it was all organic. So it, it that was the dope thing about it. It was like, wow, like, and that's what gave me fuel too. It was like, okay, it, it, reju- it rejuvenated me because I was at a point at that time things started really cracking off i had did a i had finished this one short film 
um, put my money into it, you know, shot it, directed it, had all the homies involved, um, and put in a couple film festivals, nothing. No play like a broken Atari, man. And people were saying, this shit is different. People, people, I had a premiere for it. People loved it, you know? And it was just like, it wasn't, you know, because it was politics. You know, the film game, you know, the film festival game wasn't just about pure on uh, skill. That's, I learned that the hard way. Yeah. And then, and then at the same time, tandemly, I was working on a feature that uh, I wrote, and I just decided to shoot it myself. Whew. That was my film. That was that was my film school right there too. Cause uh, four years, I still ain't finished that shit. I said, "Listen, I'm done." <laughs> I said, so I had a I had a, like a a low point, man. I was just like, ugh. I was like, man, there was just a lot of bullshit going on. So when things started going viral, it was like rejuvenated. Like, oh, whoo, okay. You know, you give me a puddle, I'm gonna make a water fountain out that motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what happened things start falling into place start falling into place man and you know it's just about putting your first foot forward and then going from there you know yeah and like obviously that must have given you like the confidence to just keep making like whatever you were feeling at that that moment too exactly right Since, like that's right. what got you there right that's just right so it's all authentic man so i said i'm just gonna keep you know you know, creating. That's why it's like I have a special appreciation for, you know, whether I get a thousand or a million views, I got appreciation for people who just, you know, uh, who, who you know, look at my work. Like, I appreciate that. You know, whether they like it, though, it's like, I, I, just, I appreciate because at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a showman. So, you know, that was, it's a special appreciation because like I said, man, I was getting played. I was getting played, man. No play like a broken Atari, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I love. I your uh, your lyrics are great, man. Like I appreciate that, man. Tropicana in my pocket is one oh, of yeah. my favorite jams <laughs> in your catalog of shit, and I just like love the uh, way more drive than an average. Go in like Fred. I'm a savage. Like the the, the cool <laughs> Wonder Years, Fred Savage reference, you know, just Hey, you get it, man. You get it. You know, I like to say shit that people reflect on it and like listen to it later, like, wait a minute. Did he just say that? People recognize me. Everywhere I go, people recognize me. I'm VIP, I get my own respect. People see that I do me the less time that I check. Yo, I got more pull than a tow truck. People feel good when I show up. All girls, they swoon, fellas show love. Cause I walk too clean, yup, show up. And I never regret going so hard cause I'm never content. 100%, go get up. See a girl I like, I'ma go get up. Way more drive than the average. Go in like Fred, I'm a savage. Work hard all night and day. Broken Sega, I don't play. Drop, drop a can in my pocket, I got jokes. Because a lot of times, a lot of people, you know, some, I'm not going to say a lot of artists, but from what I hear from my, you know, from the old heads and, you know, from OGs and stuff, they be telling me like, dude, you got lyrics. Like, people don't be talking about shit these days. <laughs> <laughs> they may just say a bunch of shit. They're like, what did I just hear? You know, they said, man, I can hear you clear. 
I used to always hear that. I, was, I never understood the um, the significance in that. But I just hear you clear. I hear everything you say. I said, that's don't you hear everyone clear? Damn, I didn't. <laughs> I you know I didn't like really think about that until you said it. But that's like Yo, so, man, that is very true of your of your music where um easy it's i don't know i'm i'm able to like digest maybe word for word while i'm listening like it doesn't always like require a second listen to catch everything you're saying you know right and i heard that and it like i said it didn't really dawn, it didn't really dawn on me until later on i'm like because i always thinking like can't you hear everyone? It's, they're on a the microphone. Like, what's yeah. up? Well? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, but people, like, I mean, like, OGs is coming, like, man, I love your shit because I can hear what you're saying. And I was like, I didn't understand how, you know, you know, significant that was. So, was yeah. Like, cool, man. So, yeah, I like to just say, I like to come out with stuff where people just evoke, like I said, back to what I was saying, evoke that emotion, man. Come out with right. something like, wait, did he just say that shit? Right. Or, <laughs> Or um, when somebody came up to me, you know, someone hit me up the other other day with a DM, and this this one line I said, um, my my latest joint, damaged goods. I say tribulations got me acting on my character. I'm trying to focus, but it's not the right aperture. Yeah. And they were like, they DM me like, man, I just realized that shit. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, man. You know, I like I like fucking with people, man. I, like, I, I, yeah, like, dude. I think I think that like damaged goods is like lyrically, man. I think you you put some like really heady shit in there, and I appreciate uh, that, man. yeah, that's one of my favorite tunes lyrically for sure. Like I'm a bull of Thank confidence, you, flash of insecurities. Thank you so much, man. And Thank like you you're so diving much. into some like real shit on that track, man. Like just talking about how like you gotta let this this girl go, and it's not because right. she's not like treating you right. It's because you like need to get your mental right, and you need to like Yo. fucking wow. find like who you are and shit. I met the right one at the wrong time. I truly love her. People tell me she's a great find. Bad news though, I gotta do it. Hate to say, it. break it off, cause your boy's going through it. Hey. Sounds harsh, don't break a heart. I know it's hard, but it's best we be apart. I'm sorry. Feeling low, so it's hard to get my best. Not me. Seems selfish, though I'm selfless. Life got me on the up and down. I'm going through And if I wanted you, would stick around. I know, but don't wanna see you in my mess. And cause I leave doesn't mean I love less. I gotta find me, or I lose self. And no, it ain't you. I know you down to hell. I know. I know you listening. Really hope you hear me. I'm a bowl of confidence, slash of insecurities. I'm just trying to figure everything out, you know? I try to make music where it's, it's all relatable. A lot of time I see a lot of artists, some people don't know how it feels to have a yacht and a couple bands and, you know, and uh, selling, selling, selling work and pushing the, like, not everybody know how to relate to that. You know, I wanted to be that artist to be like, okay, if you... You always hate when you walk by the bed and you stub your toe on the damn corner. Like, I fucking hate that shit. Like, let me make a song about it. I'm gonna be that dude to make a song about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. this stuff that people can relate to. Like, man, like, even my, the one I heard a lot of people hit me up about the last one I did prior to that, which uh, now you wanna call. Yeah. Cause I was just like, amazing video. I appreciate that, man. I'm like, I'm like, man, I hate that shit get on my nerves. You only hit me when you know you are alone. Yeah, I know. What you selling? 
tears, quit the crying I got the news, I know he dumb true Now you back, so it's clear I'm number two We had a good thing, but you tore it down You said, sorry boo, got a man now Now you calling, open to come over Hell no, you ain't crying on my shoulder you all alone, I'm the one you love most But when you got a man, then you wanna go, go Oh, oh now you wanna call, now you wanna call. Well, I don't wanna talk When you all alone, I'm the one you love most But when you got a man, then you wanna go Let me tell you something, Dan I got like a million topics in my phone Just like different shit I'm gonna I'm make a song about Cause it'll just come to me And I'll be like I hate when that shit happens Let me write a song about it yeah, that's, dude. How, that's how Absolutely, man. I th- I think that's like what I really appreciate your your style. Um and maybe like what do I what I equate to like almost like a comedian's mind or approach to shit is it like it almost feels like for songs you're often like just all off just a premise that you know you've come up with in your head. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. I'd be like that's exactly what it, I'd just be like, "All right, you know what?" A lot of times it's crazy. I'll just be on the phone with a girl, or I'll be chilling with a girl, or or whatever situation I'm in, and she'll say some shit. I'm like, I can make a song about that. She's like, What'd you say? Nothing, nothing, <laughs> <laughs> baby, nothing, baby. You know, it's like I just got. It's like I'm always, I'm constantly, you know, be inspired by everything I hear. Like if if I hear. You know, a, a, a car passed by and it hits a, it hits, it, it drives over a manhole and makes a certain sound. I'm like, oh, that's a beat right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so my mind always working. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's right there. I also love that you have like, you know, a song maybe as introspective as something like Damaged Goods. Not that it doesn't have like it's you know comedic angles at at points too there's like a lot of layers to it but i like love that you have that track on the same record as uh a track like her nature purse yeah no (laughs) exactly exactly i just like (laughs) i definitely um i said i'm just i'm I'm a roller coaster i like to just write about what and that's what i wanted my my style to be like i just want to be like if i if it's in my head i'll make a song about it and not and I, I don't care if I how I look. You know, I don't care if I come off a uh, vulnerable. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna make a song about it. Whatever. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and that's always been my style. You know, it's like if you if my last my last record portrait, it's it's a lot of different sounds, but I, I try to I still keep it in my pocket, you know, even though it's different. Now I wouldn't say it sounds different feels. Oh yeah, feels, agreed. Agreed. I definitely man. try to keep my you know even with my producers and you know uh 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 i try to keep it in this in this in this pocket still you know where it's like you could be like oh okay that's not like a floor track you know what i mean yeah for sure no you definitely like explore some some different dynamics with that record oh definitely though man i appreciate you listening man i appreciate it man yeah um yeah there's just some there's a lot of killer tracks man stop the fronting Contagious. I eat my vegetables. I feel courageous. I feel like dancing. I'm just saying. Broken and
one of my favorite favorite ones on that. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Um, and we'll, we'll definitely play the episode out with uh, one of the tracks off off that one oh. for sure. Um, oh, no, nice, nice. Is that was there any like sort of different approach to to making that that one, or is this just like the more like fully realized? or closer to realized Flint Flossie at this point, 10 years oh. into making records. Oh, you mean, what you mean? Uh, the, that particular track or the, the record. Itself? Just that the, the whole record, you know, just seems to have a different depth to it. Yeah. I think it was just me, you know, as us artists, we just, we, we evolve, you know? Um, so I just wanted to stay true to myself as far as whatever feeling or whatever premise I I, I, I have or, or a particular feeling. I a lot of it was crazy. Like I had, I knew I was going to do an album and I had two, me and my, me and my uh, co-pro slice money. We had like two records already ready. And I was like, okay, I knew I wanted eight tracks and a lot of it came. Um, a lot of it came like it was like I was experiencing it on the way, and I was like, okay, you know, that's a that's an idea. Like now you want to call? Girl pulled that on me during like during um while I was writing, <laughs> while I was pulling um uh, you know putting the uh you know the ideas together for my my album. I, I was I went to my bros. I went to I said, what's it like? No, we gotta make a song. I said, I gotta make a song about this man. The nerve of this chick. <laughs> I'm like the nerve. I'm like man, and I was so, we were all in the room, me and the homies, and we were like, "Yo, man, that's true as hell." And I was like, "All right, man, I'm gonna be that dude, man. I'm, I'm gonna be the people's champ. I'll make a song about this, man." So Amazing. it was definitely just, and I didn't care if I looked vulnerable, like whatever, you know what I'm saying? Because even Jordan has bad day, bad games, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. everybody, you win some, you lose some, you know. And I'm not afraid to be like. You know, sometimes everybody plays the fool sometimes. But, you know, most of the time you're the winner, but you can be you can be the you can play the fool sometimes. And I don't I don't care about looking vulnerable. But for this particular record, I was just just staying true to myself as usual and just just whatever's in my head, man. I was like, all right, boom, we gotta make a song about that. I'll make a song about that. Okay, this beat right, okay. I'm hearing this beat in my head. I was I was pumping gas this morning. And it was like glue glue. I was like glue glue. Glue glue. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I just got this, I gotta get this all out of my head a lot of times. Like, I gotta get out. That's how that's how I operate. Yeah, are you producing beats too? Uh co-producer. Okay. So basically it's like I'll I'll a lot of times I'll have um the print like the idea of a beat in my head and i and i'll go to uh my producers and you know we just bring it to life you know they may add their they're gonna add their flair add their meat and potato like oh okay you gotta add this boom add these horns you know i have like a melody and then you know they'll come up with something even with with you know some keys on there like oh yeah right there but okay you should add these drum boom boom so it's like a we work you know that that collective work together but now nah, but the produce but my my producer man shout out to my bro my bros q and and, and and slice money man they hard they go hard man hard like the opposite of soil 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? And my engineer and my other engineer, Veek, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, and what's it like? I just got a good, good energy, good people around me, you know, that will, that is, are able to let me, you know, think, go, go crazy out the boxes, think, think, think all over the place. And some people just, you know, you got to need those people to kind of bring it in. Yeah. Okay. You know, you should try it this. You should do this. You know, you know. Right. Kind of like mold you, you know, and then it's got to be open for suggestions. But yeah, co-producing anything, man. I like the, I'm an artsy fartsy, Dan. Yeah. Talk to me about how the, the book came about, the turn life's lemons into, into milkshakes. Oh, man. That came about because, again, how I am, Dan. I said, man, I need to write a book. Fuck it. <laughs> so, <laughs> because initially i always had an idea to do a book but i said i was telling myself okay when i make it to a certain level when i make it to a certain level you know and then i said let me make the book about that like why can't i make the book now who's to say i'm not at a certain level now you know and that's a lot of what the book has to deal with it was like we're so concentrated on what we're trying to achieve we we neglect where we already accomplished, you know? Mm. So I said, I'm going to make that like the, the the premise of the book. And a lot of things I went through from my childhood and, you know, and I was just kind of like a lot of things in the book. I was like, I want, I, w- I wish someone would have told me this coming up. You know, a lot of chapters I touch on, you know, you know, because it's, you know, turn lights and milkshakes, you know, the art of handling success. And hold on. Yeah, but what, what? I've got my own damn book. Hold on a second. Okay. Manifesting your dreams and handling success. I tell you that, I don't get attached. I, just, I write it. <laughs> put it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, it was like when you manifest your dreams, you know, you get to a certain point and there, there are certain things that may happen or occur in your life that people may not, you don't, you don't, you know, people don't tell you, you know, they tell you, but they don't tell you like, like how I address it in the book. You know what I mean? Cause you kind of feel like, okay, I won't go through this problem un- unless I'm Mick Jagger or some shit. Yeah. Like, no, you could be a, you could be uh you could go from uh 10 followers to 2000 followers. And even though in your brain it's like that's okay, no, that's a that's still a form of success, and you're gonna get some bullshit with it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whether it be you know, and it's not all bad, you know. And I just touch a lot in the book. It was just a lot in my brain. I was like, I gotta, you know, I, I, I it's it was cathartic, you know, just getting it out. And at the same time, it was like, let me my fellow fellow artists out there and just entrepreneurs, period. He put a piece of work out there that, you know, people could relate to and just kind of reflect on. Be like, yo, man, he talking to me like, oh, I, he went through the same shit, you know? Yeah. And just kind of like re-experiencing these things as you were writing through it. Yeah, man. You know, sometimes I wanted to, uh, you know, you know, crumple up my paper and punch a wall. Like, man, <laughs> <laughs> Like man, but, this was really fucked up. This is, oh, this, this is my yo. story. <laughs> man, yo, I swear, you're right. I'm like, man, this is bullshit, man. Who done this? 
Oh, they did it to me. Motherfucker. <laughs> I was, yo, I'm like, man, I'm like, I was definitely reliving a lot of it. But it came out, you know, and that's, the, that's you sense the passion in there. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of it, like I said, it's authentic. You know, uh, some of it, it's like half diary, half, you know, self-help. So that, you know what I mean? So got a lot of elements to it. But it's, it's been getting some real dope reviews, man. I, I'm honored, man. People are like, oh, this, I love it. So I'm, I love it. I'm, I'm honored. You know, it was never easy road for me growing up. It seemed like life always handed me lemons, you feel me? But I mean, I'm sure we all feel that way. As I got older, I realized more and more, I couldn't sit around and just smoke, you feel me? So I was always creating ways to make the best out of the hand I was dealt. You know the saying, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. But when life gave me lemons, I had to make milkshakes. I had to think out the box, do the unexpected, because people hardly gave me chances. So now, I want you to hear my story. The obstacles I faced, my ups, my downs, what I learned from my experiences. I want you to see how you could apply my insight to your journey. But most importantly, I want you to know you're not alone in whatever you're going through. And if someone like me kept going, trust me, you can too. Well, it's cool because I think that like, you know, there's not really like a, there's no blueprint for like going after like your creative shit. Like, especially when you're, you know, running it yourself or even if you have like a collective of people there's no like precise blueprint for how you should do each thing you know so i think it's like super important to get to hear people's experiences and like the pitfalls or like maybe the simple mistakes that you can avoid for you know that somebody has already made for you and whatnot right right no definitely nah you said it you said on the money and once you kind of grasp the idea and grasp the grasp the idea that there isn't any blueprint, then you're not going to compare yourself to people because that's like the biggest thing we all do, especially when it comes to, so, you know, social media. It's hard not to. Yeah. Um, but once you like you said, there's no blueprint. So your path may be completely different from someone else's path. You know, somebody may have been able, somebody's path may have been to become rich and famous at 20 and have it and lose it all. Yeah. 28. And you'll, you know, someone else's path may be to, you know, wait it out some, wait it out a little longer, but they're more seasoned and get it at 35. But guess what? Now they have it. You know what I mean? (laughs) They don't, they don't lose it as fast because, they were seasoned, like everyone has their own their path. And like you said, once you grasp that there's no specific blueprint, it'll make you, you know, make you sleep easier, man. Yeah. Because you won't be more, you won't be always comparing yourself, you know? For sure. I also love that, you know, you put together like this book or maybe even just like a line of lyrics in, in a song or whatever, but maybe you say this one thing that really unlocks some shit for somebody else and maybe it's like this old saying that's been said many different ways but just the particular way that you communicated it or the experience that you had to communicate that that drop of knowledge um 
you know, like really hits home for somebody and like potentially like changes their life. Right. And the thing about it, it's, it's yeah, you, you hit it on the money because a lot of times I guess, you know, people sometimes I guess I'm not oblivious, but I'd be humble to a fault, I guess. I don't know, because I don't sometimes I don't realize that, like what you said. I didn't realize until people approach me with it. They're like, dude, like you helped me your work change my life. I said, it did? Oh, that's what's up, man. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm always super duper appreciative of that. And it's really like never underestimate yourself, you know? Like people think you have to be Dwayne The Rock Johnson to have an impact on someone, you know? Like at the end of the day, you're still a person and that person could have influence. And then once you, you know, grasp that, like you said, like you can say the littlest thing, the lyric could be a song, could be a, a, a it could be a, say a paragraph in a book or whatever you write, a sentence. And it can, like you said, change someone's life. Yeah, man. I mean, fuck the, the houseless, shoeless person on the corner of the street could say something that could, you know, really sit in with you man like anybody can say it anybody could say it and you'd be like yo <laughs> I, that's crazy you said that too man because there was one i forgot what exactly he said but it was this one it was i was i was on new york and this homeless guy on the train said something to me man and you know i don't remember what he said i made him how he made me feel i was like that is some profound shit you know what I mean? Like, so it could be anybody, be anything. And, you know, one thing you could, one thing I say is everyone is your teacher. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, for sure. It, it, could, it could be someone younger than you, it could be a little kid, it could be a baby, it could be, you're going to learn from them in some form of fashion. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's your enemy, you could learn from them. And learn from that particular experience. So I look at everyone, okay, everyone's my teacher in a sense, you know? Yeah, for sure. And what's up with the the floss cast, man? How long you been doing that? Oh man, I've been doing that. It's like last year. Talking my shit, man. I, that's that's my that's my talk my shit and I give it this a damn. <laughs> <laughs> you usually have guests I, on there? Is it just usually you talking about what what's the happenings of the world or what you're up to and whatnot? Yeah, just me talking shit. Me okay. talking shit. And then uh I'm gonna start having guests on there. Cool, but um uh, but yeah, it's just just me, just me talking my Hell shit, yeah. man. Just give Hell my yeah. give my my outlook on things, man. And um people have been finding it very intriguing and and it's like i said it's always a blessing the fact that people are going to listen you know so that's that's just cool as fuck to me man so i'm never going to take that for granted but so definitely you're just on there spouting off about your your cereal ice cream obsession obsessions and whatnot <laughs> dude you know you know for the record for the record man i don't eat none of that shit man people <laughs> like man I mean, I'd, have, I'd be diabetic as a motherfucker, man. I was like, I'm just a messenger. So funny, man. Those posts, like, <laughs> those posts kill me, dude, when you post that shit. Yo, man, and it's crazy. I don't be planning that, man. I, I just really come across it. Like, I've been, I'm the messenger. Like, I've been meant to spread the word. You're <laughs> just like, okay, <laughs> Oreos. All right, Oreo. <laughs> like, what? It like, fruity pepper ice cream. All right, I'll spread the word. 
I don't I don't go look for this shit or nothing. I saw it just stumbled all the time. I be at the gas station. So I said, what? Apple pie Kit Kats? Oh, man, I got I to take a picture of this shit. Hell yeah. What do you, I know you, uh, Turquoise, you know, put up a thing for, you know, an NFT, some crypto art. Right. What, what do you think about all this shit, man? Like, do you have your, are you like, do you have your head fully wrapped around what, what this is? I think I'm still like, I kind of understand, but it's, it's, uh, it's See, just it's like the, this other dimension of art. <laughs> it's definitely another dimension, but you know, I, I, I be, like I said, I'm a nerd from the hood, man. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> like I got, I got a grasp of it. But it was just, you know, the fact that there's some kind of outlet um, or platform for digital artists, I thought was just dope, you know. So I was like, all right, I'm just just type to, I'm just type to, to try something, you know. So uh, I got a grasp of it for the most part, but initially I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? But I got a grasp, of it. and I have appreciation for the fact that, you know. Artists are able, you know, I'm I'm pro artist, man. You know, so um, the fact that artists can get to have a platform to uh, uh, have their their work be seen and you know get compensation for it, man. You know, because a lot of times, you know, artists give everything and live off of nothing. You know, yeah, man. And it's like I just appreciate any 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 and every outlet that like. Artists, personally, absolutely. So um, I never hate when somebody goes when someone goes viral from TikTok or something like that. I'm like, hey man, applause, applause to you. Yeah, because you know, if it wasn't if it wasn't for YouTube, I, you wouldn't be talking right now, man. Yeah, and then we don't get these like really fucking incredible moments of like <laughs> of uh, a a dude like Dogface fucking cruising down on his skateboard, listening to some Fleetwood Mac, drinking some some cranberry Man, juice, you know, like that that shit like changed the world for oh changed like a few world. weeks, you know, and like changed ha- the world, yeah, and has this huge stamp in the world now, just like just because you know some dude shared his his goofy video. And the thing about it is, you know, I will never be that person to be like. Cause a lot of you know you you said you have that that there'll be still have that tension out there like man why him or why that person why they go viral or over that that's stupid you know what I mean like nah they winning over that hey let them win man yeah you know what I'm saying like <laughs> that 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 shit is dope for me man so seeing that kind of stuff like the fact that his life changed overnight it's also always inspiring too you know it's like. It's like, oh, that's that's it could be anything. Yeah, man. It could be it. Listen, man, it could be you could have you could have uh 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 some star, I don't know, some starlet pick up your pick up a a a Dan a Dan a Dan shirt from a flea market. You know what I'm saying? And then on a new and then all of a sudden she get interviewed and then and you you she wearing your shirt. <laughs> Damn, damn podcast is 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 is, is, is popping like it's, it's trending on Twitter that fast because she's wearing your shirt like you know what I mean you just never know yeah man so I like the fact where I mean there's pros and cons but the pros so it's like I like the fact where that word was like anything is possible of course it's oversaturation but same time it's like man anything's possible so it just it should be inspiration to you know keep creating for sure you never know. 
And yeah, even though there's a lot of saturation, you know, like it only unfolds if you put it out there. Right. That's it. You just got to do it, man. Fuck if everybody else is doing it. What about, you know, there's like a million people doing it, but guess what? A million people ain't dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got it. You know what I mean? So you're that, you're that particular person. Like, just, it's like there's only one you, you know? And that's one thing I learned. Because at first, initially, before my podcast, I wasn't going to do it. I was like, anybody got one. I was like, man, you know, there's only one flaws, baby. Yeah. So I was right. like, you know, so I was like, hey, man, let me just try it. You know what I'm saying? It's something I like to do, you know? So. Hell yeah, man. You just got to have that mindset. Well, uh, I'm pro Flint Flossie, man. Um, I appreciate that, brother. Thank you yeah, so much, man. I, I appreciate this conversation. Like, uh, yeah, full authenticity. Like, shit's pretty, like, overwhelming for me right now. And there's, like, a lot of moving pieces. And, and it's all for, like, good reasons. But uh, I was feeling pretty drained today. And I'm, I'm feeling pretty... Uh, just like very filled up spiritually from from this conversation with you, man. Hey, man, look, drop a can in your pocket. You got juice, all right, Dad? Hell man, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> fuck yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hell fuck yeah. It. Um, I'll, I'll put all the links in the episode notes so people can uh, keep up with everything you're doing, the music, the book, the the podcast, and uh, your Patreon as well. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, all that. Baby. I yeah. appreciate that, man. I'll Much dro- love, man. Drop your uh, your social handles in there and whatnot. Um, oh, man, I appreciate that, brother. Yeah, we end every episode of the podcast with uh, the guest saying the tagline for the show, which is, it's a program. Oh, a, pr- a pilgrim? A program. <laughs> okay, cool. Program, a program with a U. It's okay. Just, uh, it's just like this... Uh, <laughs> This thing that's kind of stuck is it's the the way my grandfather says like the news program. He says the program. Oh, I got um, you. I got you. And, I got you. Uh, it's just like it means absolutely nothing. It's just like this goofy way that we end every episode of the podcast. All right, there it is, man. It's a program. He nailed it, everybody. <laughs> that's Flint Flossie, man. Uh, you are episode two fifty. Flint Flossie. Oh, man. Oh, you. Hey, congratulations, brother. Hey. Some people don't make it to two. Yo, man. Like, honestly, this is this was one for the highlight reel. This is one of my favorite conversations that I've had the opportunity to have. So, man, I bet you tell everybody that, Dan. No, man, you no. You, hey, now you have 250 episodes to go back and check the hey, ending. Man. You don't have to listen to the whole thing. Just check the ending. It That's doesn't always get man. said, you know, like. I, I, I appreciate you, brother, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, likewise, and uh, I'm up in Portland, Oregon. So hopefully, like when the music starts happening again, I hope that that Flint Flossie and Turquoise Jeep, you know, make it make it through here. Oh man, we always in Portland, baby. You know, I gotta get them voodoo donuts. Okay, <laughs> so uh, I bet, you know what I'm saying. So definitely, man. You know, you get you know come to the show. Hopefully, we hopefully, you know, we got things positive. Hopefully, things get better, man. With you know, it's like. This whole also, Rona, Rona. Yo, man, I, it's, things are bound to get better when I when I show you the better donut places in Portland too, because the the voodoo might be a little hyped. Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> you better hope voodoo not listening. Voodoo, like who's hype? Hey, man, <laughs> I just, I you got to be authentic. This. You got to be authentic. I, it seemed to be the basis of this conversation. Hey, that's real. That's real. Hey, man, you got. Hey, man, keep it real, like the opposite of fake, baby. Listen, man, listen. I just remember tasting some Captain Crunch donut. I said, this shit 
is amazing. All right. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. The Captain Crunch Donut. You got to go to Captain Crunch Donut, man. That seems, pretty on, that seems pretty on brand for the Flint Flossie. <laughs> for sure man definitely though man cool man i'm gonna play the episode out with uh like a cheat code off perplex right, portrait man. one of my favorite tracks off of that one and uh yeah can't say thank you enough for your time dude this was super fun all good man blessings and good vibes brother absolutely take care man all right man this is like a cheat code off the perplex portrait album that's the Jelly Jams, and we will catch you on the flip side, Portland, or wherever you're listening. Pardon me, don't mean to be rude. Pardon me, and you look so thick when you move. Yeah, you do. Side to side, go ahead, wiggle on my joystick. Atari. If you want, I'll nibble on your moist bits. My pants growing like a Mario. And she see it, she not sorry, though. Power up. She activated freak mode She moving around like she mimicking a cheat code Damn, you look so dead Like a cheat code Peanut butter dead She got a donkey dog. Damn, you look so dead. Throw that barrel like she donkey con. Throw it back, throw it back. Back it, let me smack it, let me crack it cold. My missile on her target, ready, lock and load. Her booty Tetris, cause she stacked, damn. I gobble, gobble, call me Pac-Man. No ghost. Back it up, bring it up. Then you take it down. You make my joystick happy when you move around. Damn, you look so dead. episode of the podcast can't say thank you enough to distro kid for their support of this thing and make sure you go into the episode notes and find that distro kid link to receive 30 percent off your first year of membership with distro kid making their already affordable prices even cheaper for you so make sure you take advantage of that and the link is also in uh the link in my Instagram bio on the link tree. So you can find it there as well. Big thanks to distro kid. Stay up, stay tuned.